The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi, I'm Trustee and Associate Pastor Edwin Sprout Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KZJL Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KJZZ Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and VR Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years in our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. D. B. Larpom on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
to start off the musical portion of today's telecast, the church choir, under the direction of Amelia Hahn, will sing the uplifting song, Swing Down Chariot. They'll be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaka Carter on the organ. Soon and very soon, our Lord Jesus Christ will return for his own. Those who have been blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled and walking in the light of God will hear those three little words, come up hither. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a glorious day that will be. The church band under the direction of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. will play the song, Believe. We are comforted to know that the Lord hears our every prayer. It is prayer that moves the mighty hand of God, which moves the whole world. And we believe and put our faith, hope, and trust in his hands. He is able to answer our every prayer, for with the Lord all things are possible.
Emilia Hahn will give all the glories and praise to the Lord by singing the beautiful song, I Need Thee Every Hour. During her background music will be head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Locke on the drums, and Mason Asano Sr. and yours truly on the guitar. Yes, we truly need the Lord every hour and every minute of our lives. We need Him through the sunshine hours and the good times, and when the storm clouds of tests and trials come our way. He is the only one who can depend on us to, de to deliver us, rather, from our cares and woes and turn them all into glorious victories. The church choir will now sing the Spirit-inspired song entitled, Now I Belong to Jesus. Our wonderful Lord and Savior came down to earth to die for our sins. By this perfect sacrifice, we all have full salvation, and salvation rather, full and free, and the promise of eternal life. He brought the gospel of the kingdom of God, which is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Please feel free to sing along with the choir as you see the words flashed on your television screen. 
We now feature the church orchestra under my direction to play the song on their ukuleles and guitars entitled, Preach the Four Square Gospel. The Lord has provided salvation full and free to all who will humble, humble their hearts and come unto Him. He is speaking to your hearts today. Won't you listen to His call and come to the house of the Lord to accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice.
Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherilyn Abing will now blend their voices to the song, Redemption Draweth Nigh. As we put our shoulders to the gospel wheel, we are comforted to know we can do all things with the help of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the strength of our lives and the hope of our salvation. In times of trouble and times of need, he is only a prayer away. At this time, it is with the greatest pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to Leocadia Hashimoto. We pray that the Lord will continue to bless and strengthen you all the days of your life. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning the schedule of gospel services here in the home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Palogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you plan to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to our trustee associate, Pastor Edwin Sprode Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Melvin. These weekly telecasts are especially significant because we have the opportunity to come into your homes and share the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God at the push, pull, or turn of a button in the comfort of your friendly surroundings. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you all for sharing this time with us through the reading of God's Word in today's sermon entitled, Preach the Foursquare Gospel to Every Nation. Whether it was during his third year, three-year ministry before his crucifixion or during those 40 unforgettable days when he walked and talked with the disciples in his resurrected body, Jesus Christ preached the good news of the four-square gospel that is applicable to every nation and people upon this earth as God's creation. Hence, Matthew 28, 18 through 19 declares, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost 
In this scripture, Jesus Christ first established his deity by saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Hence, everything is subject to Jesus Christ, God himself, even death itself. And secondly, Jesus Christ commissioned his apostles saying, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He commissioned them to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and to baptize all believers in his name, Jesus Christ. Hence, let us come to the understanding that the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. The keynote here is to preach the gospel and save souls in the name of Jesus Christ, reconciling men unto God. In essence, they were instructed to preach and baptize believers in his name, Jesus Christ. Hence, the terms Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are merely titles and not names. Unto his disciples, the word of God became spirit and life, and they experienced Jesus Christ in his resurrected body right before their very eyes. They witnessed firsthand how Jesus Christ preached and accomplished his ministry with infallible proofs, speaking of those things pertaining to the kingdom of God. They witnessed Jesus Christ on both occasions when he visited them and spoke about the things to come. They were there when he met them on the shores of Galilee. The night they caught nothing. They were there when Jesus Christ spoke to Simon Peter about denying him three times. And they heard Jesus Christ say to Peter, Lovest thou me? They were there and watched Jesus Christ ascend into heaven and knew this would begin a new chapter in their lives. They themselves now had to hear the responsibility, or to bear rather, the responsibility of preaching the gospel good news to every nation. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 denotes God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus Christ was born of a virgin birth and came into this world bearing his father's God-given name, Jesus, to save his people from their sins. Previous to this, God had only been addressed in titles that would render respect for mankind. Philippians 2, 5 through 11 adds this exhortation. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, as a savior for all mankind to rescue them from the curse of sin, death, and hell, and the grave. Hence, the gospel of the kingdom of God is so simple that even a small child can be saved by believing and accepting Jesus Christ as his or her personal savior, master, and Lord. Hence, every man, woman, and child is given God's commandment to believe and to accept Jesus Christ by working out their own salvation with fear and trembling. The first step in the process of salvation is repentance, which is defined as godly sorrow for sin. We must all acknowledge that we have been born as a sinner, and we therefore must accept Jesus Christ as our Savior to be redeemed from the consequence of sin. Repentance then changes our thinking, and we thereby turn our lives over to Jesus Christ. John 3, 5 is God's mandatory commandment given to Nicodemus and to every man, woman, and child. It reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ preached the gospel as far north to the coasts of Caesarea Philippi and Mount Hermon, and as far south to Jerusalem, Bethany, and the coasts of the Dead Sea. He also sent his disciples two by two to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and heal all manner of sickness and disease and to cast out evil spirits. Nicodemus represents God-fearing men, women, and children who lacked the truth in their lives. Nicodemus had a zeal for God, but lacked the full understanding of, Nic of righteousness. He was knowledgeable of the scriptures and miracles, but deep within his heart, he yearned to know God's promise for the salvation of his soul. Jesus Christ provided Nicodemus the answer and told him to be baptized in spite of his position within the synagogue. Today, Jesus Christ is our Savior, dear television viewers, and we too must obey his commandment to be baptized in his name. Hence, Acts 2.38 is the God-given commandment that we must all follow. It reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The revelation of the name of Jesus Christ is the key to salvation. While at the coast of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus Christ questioned Peter, and he declared in Matthew 16, 15 to 18, he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus Christ is the rock upon which he would build his church, confirming the saving name of Jesus Christ in his plan of redemption. Hence Peter in Acts 4.12 recites the authority and saving power vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ then commands every man, woman, and child in Mark 16, 16, saying, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Water baptism by mankind is the act of a good conscience toward God. 
To be born again means to be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and to be filled with God's Holy Spirit means we must speak in God's unknown tongue as the evidence proving that we have received His Holy Spirit within. Baptism is the regeneration of mankind into a new creature in Christ Jesus. And being born again means we have been restored into a new life with Jesus Christ to now live a life above sin. Paul explains that baptism resembles the death, burial, and resurrection of the old man who is raised in righteousness as addressed in 1 Corinthians 15, 42 to 44. That reads, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. The Lord God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and he spoke to Moses through a burning bush that was aflame but was not consumed. Exodus 3, 3 to 5 exclaims, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that, he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. This similitude of God provides all mankind God's first-hand exposure to His Holy Spirit that was poured out on the 120 disciples in the upper chamber in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Like the manifestation of the burning bush, the cloven tongues like as a fire that sat upon each of them did not consume them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Exodus 3, 13-14 further states, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. The phrase I am indicates the self-existing, omnipresent, omnipotent, and omnificent God, but no name was given. Genesis 32, 29 also states, and Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Jacob wrestled with a man prevailing over him, then received the blessing, and as a result, his name was changed to Israel. Before the man departed, Jacob asked for his name and was overwhelmed, feeling within himself that he had seen the face of God and his life was preserved. Joshua 5, 13 to 15 also relates, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us? or for our adversaries. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, 
What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua was about to lead the assault on Jericho after crossing the Jordan River. He looked up and saw a man dressed for battle. The Lord God, Jesus Christ, is our unseen captain who daily fights the battle for us and will never leave us nor forsake us. Yes, dear television viewers, with these examples, no name was given. However, within the prophecies of Isaiah, only the titles are given regarding the coming Messiah and Savior of mankind. Hence, Isaiah 9-6 exhorts, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. These titles depict the origin, authority, and power vested in the Lord Jesus Christ as God himself. Hence, no name was revealed until 740 years later when the Lord Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem of Judea. In addition, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace for not bowing down before the image of King Nebuchadnezzar. They did not fear the fiery furnace because they knew that the Lord Jesus Christ had created the fire and he would take care of them. Hence, when King Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fiery furnace, he observed four figures instead of three. And they testified how the three of them were not burned from the flames and how the form of the fourth was like the Son of God. They saw the similitude, likeness, and manifestation, but no name was given. When John the Baptist first fixed his eyes upon Jesus Christ, he stated, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Hence, God's word in the New Testament states that God's name is Jesus. And in this dispensation of grace, the name of Jesus Christ is given for the salvation of souls everywhere if we will only accept him as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord. During his three-year ministry, Jesus Christ raised and anointed an additional 70 disciples to preach and heal, teach, heal, and baptize souls. Hence, Luke 10, 1 through 2 states, After these things the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. The specific instructions given to the 70 were to be watchful and careful, and they were sent out as lambs having no guile to dwell amongst ferocious wolves. Jesus Christ advised that they had no need of the material things, meaning that God would provide for them by touching the hearts of those to whom they would preach. They were instructed to respect every household, even those who rejected them in the course of their preaching. And whether they were received or rejected, they were taught to say, the kingdom of God is come nigh to you. Healing was a part of the ministry and the devils were made subject to them through the name of Jesus. However, healing was not the center of the preaching, but was designed as an act, as a confirmation of God's word. The purpose of their preaching was to save souls. And when they returned to Jesus Christ, the disciples rejoiced and marveled about how the devils were subject to them. However, Jesus Christ corrected them in Luke 10, 19 and 20. It reads, 
Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Their names are written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. Romans 10, 13 through 15 further relates, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings of glad tidings rather of good things. For God's word, the Bible declares, straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Hence, many today will not believe the gospel of the kingdom of God being preached to them and will not accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Even during the time of Isaiah, the children of Israel chose to remain in Babylon instead of returning to their homeland. Hence, even with the wonderful preaching of the gospel to all nations and people, many still elect to remain in the bondage of sin. However, we will continue to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God to all nations in each and every one of our telecast presentations. And it is our prayer that one day the word of God will touch the hearts of all men to come unto Jesus Christ in believing faith. Isaiah 52, 6 through 8 adds, Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that doth speak. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bring good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice with the voice together, shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. In this dispensation of grace, the Lord Jesus Christ continues to confirm his word with signs following as we preach and publish his gospel of peace and salvation to all nations. Hence, John 8, 30 32 denotes, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hence, dear television viewers, we extend this invitation to accept Jesus Christ and the gospel of the kingdom of God today, to be prepared to meet him when he returns in clouds of glory to call us up saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word, and the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin Sproud Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. To conclude our Kingdom of God crusade telecast, the church band will render 
the selection entitled, No, Not One.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.